0: Wrestling with Edwards Podcast with your host Scotty Wrestling. This week we have a very big week once again as we have SmackDown Raw AEW NXT and we will be previewing the fast lane card as it stands right now. So please, as always, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So we're actually gonna start off with a little bit of news because this is you know pretty big news. Um, Andrade, as many know, uh, some may know him as La Sombra on the, not Independence, but, you know, outside of WWE. He has requested for his release from the WWE. I think this is huge, really, because Andrade's a guy that a lot of us thought, at least I did, That he was going to be their next huge Hispanic star, at least uh, male star, that they've been waiting to have since the likes of a Rey Mysterio. And I know Rey Mysterio is in WWE right now, but I always thought, you know, Andrade had all the talent in the world in ring. um, You know, he had the charisma. It just all made sense. But. Clearly that is not the way it's going And Andrade is very adamant about getting himself out of the company Uh, He just released a statement a few moments ago Saying thank you to all the fans who have been supporting him Uh, The rumors are true, he has requested release And this is very interesting because Not that this probably carries a lot But he is engaged to Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is one of the top women on WWE television. Uh, One of the top stars in the entire company. And you would have thought Andrade would have probably received better treatment. But uh, it seems like he's done because he knows that Vince doesn't believe in him. And I respect the move. I respect the move. And it's a sense of where can he go from here. Because... He is so talented, and there's so many avenues open for him now. Uh, a lot of people have said AEW. I don't think that's the fit, though. I think a possible Ring of Honor appearance, considering his good friend Roosh is there. Um, there's also the possibility of going back to New Japan, Asla Sombra. like There are multiple avenues that Andrade can go down and really, really excel, I believe. It's just a matter of, do do they let him out of his contract in the near future? Because the reports are they have denied the request. And it makes me wonder, are they going to be able to turn this around? I doubt it. But for a guy like Andrade, there's, there's a spot out there. And, you know, ever since they took Zelina Vega away from him and they moved both of them on it was just never going to work out they they were perfect together and the the scary part is Zelina's gone and Andrade's going to be gone and they they were a great act together they felt like a main event world title type act and it just never seemed to get to the point on the main roster that people expected and you know, who's to blame? We usually know in that case. But I think Andrade is a guy that will be better off outside of WWE. You know, WWE is going to keep looking for that next Hispanic star. They've seem, seemingly attempted a few people and failed every time. You know, you had Sin Cara, you had Del Rio, you have Andrade... And most recently, Angel Garza. Like, they have really tried to find that next male um, Hispanic star, and they've just struggled. And I don't know if it's ever going to work because to me, Andrade was the perfect answer, and they didn't let that work. So, good for Andrade of, you know, no looking out for his own future and finding something that's driven him he's excited for the future and he deserves to you know go experience the prime of his career somewhere else he deserves to excel in every way shape or form i'll never forget the match he had with johnny gargano at nxt takeover for the nxt championship one of the best matches possibly ever in wwe history let alone nxt history many say it's the greatest It was phenomenal because you have yourself on the edge of your seat thinking Johnny Gargano was going to finally win the NXT title. It just never happened. It just could not happen. It never happened. And Andrade just kept fighting him off and ultimately won. And Andrade's NXT title run is one of the more underrated title runs in NXT history. Uh, I remember when he won and he beat Drew McIntyre. I was like, what? Because it was only... few months before that they really got behind Andrade on NXT. And when he beat Drew McIntyre of all people, I was like, Wow. Okay. But it was it was a great run and it really showed how good he can be. Uh when even when he was champion, when he appeared in the Royal Rumble, he was a star. People, you know, felt he was special because he was special. And the fact that we're here now is truly shocking but again andrade deserves the world and hopefully he can find that happiness outside of wwe because he is a great great performer moving on from you know the andrade news we're gonna go on to smackdown and i think smackdown had a really good final hour of their show uh You know, it starts off with the Big E promo. Big E is talking to Apollo Crews. He's, you know, going through the motions, but necessarily saying, listen, this is going to be a fight. This is going to be a fight, and I want you out here now. I want you to remember. I want you to understand the pain I went through. And it's a credit to how good Big E has become over the past decade, really. I mean, he started off... In NXT, he had the five count. Came up to the main roster. Essentially dwindled from there. Um, Didn't have the charismatic character, at least yet. We know he was a charismatic guy, but he didn't have that character yet. And it took him joining the New Day to really find that confidence, that comfort... And now he's one of the best in WWE, and it's not even close. And this feud with Apollo Crews has been fantastic. Apollo Crews was absolutely awesome as well when he eventually appeared. He beat up Big E, and I think his look, his presentation is awesome. And this is going to be a great match. This is a feud that's, you know, it's worthy of... WrestleMania, I'd say. That's how good they've built this feud up. Now, it's going to happen in Fastlane, so give or take, you know, it happens. But, again, this promo is great. He uh, ended up beating Sami Zayn in the middle of the ring in an Intercontinental Championship defense. And that's when Apollo Crews laid him out. So, I'm really looking forward to what they could be doing here with these two. I don't think the story's over even just a fast lane. I think, you know, you can keep building on this and possibly it has Apollo Crews walk out as champion. Of course, I'll share that when we get to the fast lane predictions. The closing segment on SmackDown this week was very good. It was to the point where you know, They had me believing. They had me believing there's a chance Daniel Bryan walks out of Fastlane, Universal Champion, and into the main event of WrestleMania. And here's why. You kick off the show where Edge and Daniel Bryan get in the face, and Edge is like, listen, the the problem I have with you is the way you did it. And Daniel Bryan went on to say, well, you know, you're the ultimate opportunist. You should respect this. he's like, well, I don't. And he explained that he's just not better than him. And we get to the main segment, the contract signing for the championship match. And Roman Reigns is like, I'm not signing this. I don't want to sign this. And this is when Daniel Bryan really gets in his face. He starts saying... Oh, wow. Okay, so you're you're scared. You're scared because I'm the one who can beat Jey Uso, and you can't. I made him tap out. I made him quit. And you could just see Roman getting angrier and angrier. And I think that's the greatness of how good the Roman Reigns stuff is. And Daniel Bryan is just absolutely world-class, so he's fitting right into this feud. Edge ended up coming out Um When uh, Daniel Bryan was fighting with the Uso and Roman Reigns. And Edge made the point. Hey, there's going to be a special enforcer. And he will compete this week on SmackDown. It will be the Rated R Superstar Edge versus Jey Uso in a singles match. The winner is the special enforcer for Fastlane. And I really do think we are going to be adding Daniel Bryan to the WrestleMania main event. He belongs so much in it now. The story that they've told has been nothing short of incredible. And adding him to the match would just, you know, it would be wonderful. Now, there's always a chance they could just do another Jey Uso and Daniel Bryan match at WrestleMania. But I don't think that is necessarily the case. I think you have to put him in this match. I think this would be a perfect main event. And really, it gives you a way to protect... Edge and Roman Reigns because you probably don't want Roman Reigns getting pinned or really you really don't want him losing the title but if he's going to lose the title and Edge is going to win it having Daniel Bryan take that pinfall seems like the right way to go he deserves to be in this Mania match it just feels right because the story they're telling is fantastic and I will take that to the point of hey why not I understand people don't love triple threat matches I get that but to me I like them I like the idea that if the story is can be told that way you should make it that way and this is one of those cases where Daniel Bryan should absolutely be added to the match and that's really all I have for Smackdown uh, you know it was a good show another good show and um, I'm really excited you know, for this week as we build up into Fastlane, because first of all Edge is wrestling, Uh, Jey Uso who would have thought, you know, a year ago that Jey Uso would be main eventing Smackdown, by the way, and he'd be facing Edge, like this is a huge match for him, he continues to build himself up as main event Uso and, you know I love it, I love it, because we know Jimmy's gonna be back soon and there's a good chance he doesn't have that role as much anymore, which is a shame but He's been great, and you know, if they gave him a title, like if they did Jey Uso versus Biggie for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania, that would be a perfect match, and I think Jey Uso should win that match. Like, I he deserves a title. He has earned it. He's been one of the best things in WWE since the moment they gave him the shot. So, that's just my thoughts on SmackDown. Uh, let's get on to Raw, and then we will preview Fastlane. It was made official at the kickoff on Monday Night Raw that Bobby Lashley, the almighty WWE Champion, as they like to call him, will face off with Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. That's a massive match. I expect it to be a great match. You know, I like their feud that when Drew was champion um, last year. I think these two are going to, you know, do everything in their power to put on a show. And really, isn't that all you want from a WrestleMania match? I mean, you want them to put on a show and you want them to make it feel like it's a world title match. Now... When we get to the point, I do think that, you know, Lashley should be walking out as champion. I think he has done everything in his power to be great. Not only great, but deserving of this chance, deserving of running with the ball, of getting the ball and running with it. And I don't think Drew loses any um, any of his luster with a loss. I think, you know, there's ways to work around it, but this is a this is a huge match. This is worthy of the main event. Will it main event? I'm not sure, but it's definitely worthy. Um now we can get to the bad stuff from Raw. Uh Shane is a detriment to WWE television. He doesn't add anything anymore. there Shane McMahon used to give off a of rub when he first came back. Um, He gave off a rub to multiple wrestlers because of who he was and the way people looked at him. But now he is a detriment to TV, he's a detriment to the talent, and he's just wasting time. I think you need to take him off TV as soon as possible, whether it be after Fastlane or after WrestleMania, because everything he's doing is, you know, pretty awful television. It's, you know, it's worse than the Fiend stuff. And I'm not a big fan of the Fiend stuff nowadays or the Randy Orton-Alexa Bliss storyline. But i rather watch that than watch any of the Shane stuff with Braun Strowman. It's truly been awful, and I just need to understand, like, first of all, why did they think Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon was the way to go? And second, why, why is it the storyline they decided on is he just... Thinks Braun is stupid. Like there was if it, if they were gonna develop an angle that made sense here, you would have thought like, hey, let's make it based around. I don't know. I can't even think of anything. But that's why I don't get paid to do this. Um, based around anything like he could Shane could have screwed Braun out of winning a title. And just been like well I didn't think you were fit For to be world champion or something Like that could have been it But just saying oh you're stupid Like that is so That's awful It makes Braun look bad It makes Shane look I don't know Shane just feels useless every time he shows up So really just Let's move on From this because it's just it's so bad Good news the good news is Asuka is back she is back. Um, there was fear that her concussion could have, you know, kept her out of WrestleMania, like, for for God's sake. That would have been awful. That's not going to happen. She is healthy. She looked great. She's back. Um, she kicked the, uh, kicked the shit out of Shayna in their match, and I thought that was great because she looked like the killer that Asuka is, like, If they made this the WrestleMania match, I don't think anyone would bat an eye. They're not going to, but I don't think anyone would bat an eye. And, you know, Asuka is one of the absolute best. The way she carries herself is championship worthy. And there's a reason she's had that Raw Championship, even if the reign hasn't been as what people expected. But the fact she's back is great news. She's going to get her WrestleMania match. She's going to get to finally defend that title at WrestleMania, which is, you know, something they've taken away from her multiple times. So I'm very excited for her. And yeah, that's that. We have a new Raw Tag Team Champions, and their name is The New Day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods defeated Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander to become the Raw Tag Team Champions. And I will say, officially, that Kofi Kingston is the greatest tag team wrestler of all time in WWE. He has made it work with multiple people, whether it be CM Punk, R-Truth, Evan Bourne, Big E, or Xavier Wood. And he's been great in all of those tag teams. I love everything, you know, the New Day do. And when they won this match, a great match, by the way, it felt like this was the time where I could say that the New Day might be the greatest tag team of all time in WWE at the very least. I think... I think people have a problem with the idea that, hey, why is New Day always winning? And I get that, because, you know, Shelton and Cedric probably deserve to have a long run, maybe defend them at WrestleMania. But the story that they're telling here is something very, very interesting to me. And it's that AJ Styles and Omos will challenge for the titles at WrestleMania. That has been made official. That's a big match, because, you you know, you have AJ Styles have this opportunity to become a Grand Slam champion, which is big in itself. Um, you give Omos his first match, which is very exciting, and you give New Day a premiere match. Giving New Day a premiere match is great. They deserve it. You know, when WrestleMania comes around every year, I don't know if they feel like they have a premiere match. So fighting AJ Styles, a guy that's main evented for, since the moment he stepped in the WWE in 2016, that's huge. That's huge. And I think this isn't a bad spot for Styles. They could have wasted him in some angle. But I think this is a good spot to put him. Because you can try to get over almost who is a guy that they clearly have some hope in. And you get over Styles as this Grand Slam champion. He's going to become a Grand Slam champion in WWE. I I firmly believe that. So I'm excited for that. And I think the New Day are a great team to... Go in there and make almost look good and have a good scrap with AJ. Like, this is going to be a fun match. I'm a fan of this, and I look forward to it. Uh, Bad Bunny's WrestleMania feud begins as The Miz took him out um, following a Damian Priest match. Bad Bunny also traded away his 24-7 championship for the Broken Skull Championship. So, there's that. That's really all from Raw. Um, Biggie, not Biggie. Um, Sheamus and Bobby Lashley had a solid main event, uh, where Bobby Lashley walked out as the winner. But yeah, that's Monday Night Raw. So why don't we just preview Fastlane now? Because as of this recording, there's not that many matches announced, but there are matches announced, so we gotta preview it. And we're gonna ride in the fast lane song by Eminem and 50 Cent. Ba, ba, ba. yeah, sorry for trying to sing. All right. The fast lane pay-per-view is right around the corner because WrestleMania is also right around the corner. So why don't we have a, another pay-per-view? Alright. So here is what the show is looking like. We have five matches on the current card. Randy Orton faces Alexa Bliss. Something tells me the Fiend finally comes back. That's my main prediction here. Um, I don't think this match ends with anyone winning. I don't really understand how this match is going to go. But clearly, the reincarnated Fiend is coming. And, I mean, if anyone's going to win, I assume it's going to be Alexa Bliss somehow, some way. But yeah, the Fiend's coming back. That is the main purpose of this match. And thankfully, at WrestleMania, we will get to a result so that we don't have to watch it anymore. Drew McIntyre faces off with Sheamus in a singles match, their final singles match, if one would assume. I'm going to take Drew McIntyre. I know um, if Sheamus wins, he's got to be entered into that WWE title match now. Uh, But yeah, I'm taking Drew. I think Sheamus has been used to... Build up old champions really well, and you know he. It seems he is gonna miss out on the WrestleMania World Title match. More so because of how good Bobby's been. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Drew. And I. I don't know why he would lose. I I can't give you a reason. I think Seamus' spot at WrestleMania could be, you know, facing Riddle for the United States Championship. I think that would be a solid WrestleMania mid-card title match, if that's where they want to go. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship is on the line. It's Big E. Defends against Paul Cruz. I you know, I sang the praises earlier in the show. Thought, thought what they were doing was great. And it's a matter to me, at least, of... Do they switch the title? I'm going to take Big E here. I think he retains. I think this angle probably does end because there's a lot of potential matches for WrestleMania with Big E. And I don't know if they see Apollo in the light to go into a match like that at WrestleMania. But considering his character change, considering how good he's been doing, I wouldn't be opposed if Apollo even won here. And I'm a big Big E guy. I don't really want to see him lose a title, but I think Apollo's earned it. That being said, I pick Big E. Uh, The WWE Women's Tag Team titles are on the line as Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax once again defend against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. I'm picking Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair to win here. You know, they've done this two pay-per-views in a row. They've done the Reginald stuff. I think this is when they finally get over that lump of Reginald. Reginald just gets out of the way of them. They not only win, but they win the titles. And they go into WrestleMania as tag team champions. And it would be a lot like John Cena and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 23. Which I'm a big fan of. So, that's kind of what I'm hoping. I think it would be a good... I think it would be a good story. I think it would be fun. Um, Banks and Bianca deserve the world. And giving them tag titles wouldn't be the worst idea because you could go seven different ways with it, you know, especially after WrestleMania. But also, there's people that are going to want the titles defended on the WrestleMania card. But, like, I don't need to see um, Lana, Naomi, Mandy Rose, and Dana Brooke fight for the titles on WrestleMania. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think Naomi, you know, is someone who absolutely deserves to get some shine. But I don't need I don't I just don't need that tag title match at WrestleMania. I don't. The Universal Championship is on the line in the main event as Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the head of the table, defends against Daniel Bryan. This match has to excite many. It has to excite many because they're is so many different ways. That WWE can go with this. They can have. Daniel Bryan win. They can have Edge screw Daniel Bryan. They can have Roman Reigns lose. They can have. Jey Uso cost Roman Reigns. They can have Edge cost both men. Edge ruin the match. Make this a triple threat. That is all I'm asking for out of this goal. I'm picking Roman to walk out as the champion. At Fastlane because. Because. Taking off, the tit- taking off the title off of him, I think, is ridiculous. And I think the way you do that is you have Edge screw Daniel Bryan so that Adam Pearce has to add Daniel Bryan to the match. I don't think he needs to walk in as champion. I think you can get him in that match through the Special Enforcer edition. Um, Roman versus Daniel. This is probably going to be a great match. Maybe the match of the night. That being said... The goal has to be getting Brian to that triple threat. I think that's just the only way to go now. But that is the fast lane preview. Very short pay per view um, on the card. There's only five matches listed. I know Shane versus Braun was listed, but it wasn't listed on the website, so I'm going to assume they took it off. And that's that's that. We're on to NXT. NXT uh, was pretty notable this week. Uh, Finn Balor kicked off the show. Him and Krenner and Cross went back and forth. They, you know, discussed the fact that at at NXT Takeover, Stand and Deliver, we're gonna know who the real champion is. Who is the rightful ch- NXT champion? Uh, they ended up getting a tag team title match as well as Scarlett talked Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan into it, and they ended up losing when. Balor accidentally kicked Lorcan into Scarlet, which set off carrying Cross. Cross absolutely destroyed Balor, sending him into the ring, allowing only Lorcan to hit a massive uppercut and get the pinfall. That was the final angle of the night before Balor was attacked even more by Cross, as Cross, you know, left his mark on the champion. We will be getting. Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin at NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. As we will finally find out who the true NXT Cruiserweight Champion is. This match will probably be very good. Um, I like the way they're giving the Cruiserweight title some shine here. Because I think Escobar has been a great champion. I think he's definitely the one that should walk out as champion. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Big news. Big news, everybody. Sari is coming. If you know who Suri is, I've talked about her a few times on the show. She is this phenomenal talent from Japan. Um, she will be going by Sari. Which, you know, to me isn't that big of a difference. I mean, Sari doesn't look as... Fun necessary, but it's pretty much the same thing to me. Uh I'm I'm excited to see what they do with her because the video at least that they gave her felt like a big deal, and she should be a big deal, and nothing short of that. She's one of the most talented wrestlers in the world, and I think she can step in and be incredible. Something about her is she's been dying to be in WWE and she wants to spread wrestling and bring WWE to Japan. Like, that has been her goal and she said it before. And, you know, if they ever do that NXT Japan brand, she surely seems like the perfect person to be at the head of that. Um, I'm very happy for Suri. I look forward to seeing what she does because she's just one of my favorites to watch. And that's that. I mean, she's getting added to an already stacked women's division. She's going to have some awesome matches with some of the best in the world. Zoe Stark and uh, Dakota Kai had a nice little singles match that, you know, resulted in Dakota Kai winning. And the angle here is, you know, Io Shirai respects Zoe Stark. So they're kind of considered friends because, uh, because of that. Uh, Kai won, and after the match, Io Shirai walks down to the ring, completely ignores Dakota Kai, and hands Raquel Gonzalez her contract to sign for NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. And, you know, the ability that they've had of allowing Io to look like this awesome champion who's not afraid of anyone... I think that's a credit to them. I think that's a credit to Shirai, who just works that part very well. And this match is going to be great. This match is going to be massive. Raquel Gonzalez is clearly someone they're building behind. And if they made her the next NXT Women's Champion, I don't think anyone would be surprised. Now, if EO walks out, I think the clear match is going to be Sari versus her down the line for that title. I think that would definitely be the way to go. Volta! Walter is in NXT. He made his appearance last night when he got in the face of Tommaso Ciampa after Ciampa tried to take out all of Imperium. So clearly we're going towards Walter versus Ciampa at NXT Takeover Stand Deliver. And I don't think there's a better idea of a match. I think those two are going to kick ass. They're going to make have one of the better matches on either night, possibly the entire week. Walter is a world-class wrestler. He's got everything you want. And Champa is going to fight that brawler style. It's going to work really well with the Walter. And I, I really do have high hopes for this match. I predicted that right, by the way. I wrote an article about predicting the uh, takeover card. And I predicted almost exactly right. Um, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly had an interesting night. As Kyle O'Reilly chased Adam Cole off the road. Down the street of NXT. It was a weird angle. I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, But yeah. That's that. And LA Knight debuted. As well on NXT. He defeated August Grey. But... Clearly, we're going towards a Bronson Reed LA Knight match, probably at TakeOver, as Bronson Reed destroyed the jacket of night. And that's all for NXT, you know, you have Walter, you have Seri, you know, jumping in, just enhancing the brand in a massive way. And I'm really excited to see where NXT goes from here. Because NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver is looking like an A-plus card already. And, you know, there's only a few matches official. But the idea is that there's going to just be a lot of fun on that show. So why don't we break it down into AEW. AEW had a big week once again. Uh, they had the debut episode of Elevation, um, AEW Dark Elevation, and I watched three matches from there, so I will talk about them. So Jungle Boy kicked off the show. Uh, he faced off with Danny Limelight in a good exibi- in a good exhibition that saw Jungle Boy come out with the win. And I can't relay enough that you know Jungle Boy. To me is the future mega baby face for this company. I think he's still a few years away. I don't think they need to you know put him as a world champion for another two to three years. I don't think that's necessary. But what I do think is that they've really struck gold and they can't be any happier than they are right now with what he is becoming. Uh, the same can go for Tay Conchi, who had another, who had a great match with Ashley Vox on Elevation. Uh, she looks the part. She has a fun style that really should make people fans of her. And I think she's a shining star for AEW in the future. I think she's going to be one of their top women stars. She's only 24, and she's got everything you want. Finally, the main event, which of course was the big thing, uh, the women's main event, one of two this week, as former AEW women's champion Riho faced off with the one, the only Maki Ito. This was Maki's final match before heading back to Japan, and she just never fails to put a smile on someone's face. She always puts a smile on my face. And I think she is, you know, one of the more entertaining people. She's going to be back in AEW, it's just a matter of when. And she was fantastic in this match. I thought her and Riho had a really good match. Where Riho, of course, came out as the winner. You couldn't have Riho lose, especially with Maki leaving. But there was some clever points in this, like when Riho tried to slip out of it and Maki just fell on her with her head. Like, that was funny. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, good stuff to be excited about. For AEW. And this women's division is really turning it around. Really turning around. You're about to hear a lot about that. When we talk about the AEW main event. Which is also my match of the week. So we'll start off. With um, how AEW started off. When Penta Mieto. Pentagon Jr. Faced off with Cody Rhodes. In a singles match. This was a very solid match. Very exciting as these two. Um told a story of you know pentas you know dominating cody and cody's just trying to survive cody did survive cody picked up the win a shock win on a roll-up but pentagon beat the living hell out of cody tried to injure the shoulder uh he even did the arm snap which is something if you follow lucha underground would break people's arms uh cody didn't sell it that way unfortunately Um, Not unfortunately for him, like, I don't want his arm broken, but I think that would have been a good angle to keep Cody off TV for a while, make Pentagon feel like this massive villain, but uh, Pentagon's awesome, and uh, I think this is just the beginning of a real push for him, and it's interesting because he hasn't had really any affiliation with Death Triangle the past mm, few months because, you know, he had to leave, uh, he was hurt. And now he's just kind of on his own, and I think he's shining on his own, which is not a bad thing. Jade Cargill destroyed Danny Jordan in a fantastic squash match. There was a point where Cargill hit a suplex, a German suplex that just absolutely folded Jordan in half, and it was really it really caught your eye if you were watching this because it just shows the Sheer athleticism and incredible talent that Jade has. And I, I I don't know how long they'll be able to hold her from winning a title. I'm probably saying a year. But she is someone that if you turn on the TV and she's on, you're going to notice. She has that star quality to her. And this was just another case. The Pinnacle. The Pinnacle is the official name of the MJF-led faction. Um, As I said last week, they are formed by FTR, Sean Spears, Wardlow, Tully Blanchard, and of course MJF. He cut a promo on Jericho and the Inner Circle explaining why the people he has around him are the best and... They're taking over what the inner circle had because they are the pinnacle of the business. Really good promo. Uh, I MJF's promos are better when he doesn't just you know try to get laughs necessarily. Like when he you know he taxed the body of Jericho or something like that, which he did. Like I think he does better when he's just as serious as he was in the second half of this promo. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of all the wrestlers in the pinnacle but you know it is what it is uh, I think this is going to of course lead to the pinnacle versus the inner circle down the line and I wonder how long they hold the inner circle out because it was a good injury angle and I would be willing <sighs> excuse me for that yawn, I would be willing to hold them out for nearly a month, maybe. I feel like that would be a reasonable amount of time that you hold them out because you don't want them to just, you know, come back after a week off. Like, you want to sell those injuries, and I feel like that is what they should be doing, and I think that's what they're going to do. I, I'd say a month is solid. You keep them out for a month, and then when they return, it'll be pretty badass. John Moxley and Andy Kingston cut a promo before their match against the Good Brothers, and they're very great together. They they are working off each other in a magical way. It's only been two weeks, but they just have this chemistry that is immaculate as we saw in their feud and really Eddie Kingston is the baby face that you just want to cheer for he is a dude you just want to cheer for his story is fantastic his style is great and the way he just presents himself he's he's confident in the sense that he knows who he is And I think that is why he's such a good baby face to cheer for. Really, I really do. And I look forward to seeing, really, where they go with this team. Do they end up taking Mox out when his child is born and it's left down to Kingston? Like, how are they going to do this? I'm very intrigued. And I think this is a good direction for Moxley now that, you know, he is no longer champion. Christian Cage spoke for the first time saying that he is the workhorse of professional wrestling and he wants Kenny Omega's AEW World Championship. But maybe the biggest caveat here was that he he acknowledged the fact that he has to work for it. He has to win some matches before he just gets a title match. And I think that is something that's great. He's His goal is to outwork everyone. And I think he's going to do exactly that. I'm looking forward to where this match could go. And clearly we're going to get it at a pay-per-view. Will it be the next pay-per-view? I'm not sure. But Christian Cage is going to start wrestling soon. And I think that's what we're all waiting for. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston fought the Good Brothers. Uh, they were attacked before the match. It was really an uphill battle from there. Before John Moxley got a uh, roll up in the ring to win, of course, the Good Brothers attacked after. They attacked Kingston. Kenny Omega came out. They snapped the leg of Eddie Kingston. They tried to snap the neck of John Moxley before the Young Bucks came out to play Devil's Advocate and stop them. And clearly we're going towards the uh, on-screen breakup of sorts between the Young Bucks and Kenny because they're really disagreeing with what he's doing while the Good Brothers are clearly his new choice of tag team. It's an interesting story to be told. And we're going to go, you know, get the Young Bucks versus... The Good Brothers probably at double or nothing. It's very interesting. Because. You know. Kenny and the Bucks have been linked together for so long. But they. Are looking to you know be separated. And that is. Intriguing. Intriguing to say the least. Darby, Allen, and Sting came out for a Tony Schiavone interview. Darby said he wants to be a defending champion now that the stuff with Team Taz is over. As he has given an open challenge to the Dark Order. He is allowing the Dark Order to try and take back the title that was theirs. And it will be John Silver next week who gets that chance. But during this Lance Archer came out To get in the face of both Sting And Darby Allin Saying it's not their time anymore It's his time and he's sick of waiting This is also when Team Taz Came out um, and Brian Cage ripped the microphone Out of Taz's hand To say to Sting That he respected him And he kind of went against the grain In terms of Team Taz uh, They were kind of stunned By what he said They were angry at him And they're clearly leading to an interesting angle here where it might be the Brian Cage who leaves Team Taz, which would be a real spin of events. That being said, Team Taz is great. Hope that's not really I hope they don't break up them completely. But I understand the story that they're telling here, and I'm very intrigued. And finally, the main event of the evening. The first ever women's main event in AEW history. Dynamite History. Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Thunder Rosa in a unsanctioned anything goes lights out match. These two went to war. They went to absolute war. There was blood. There were tables there were chairs there was more blood there was stunning pinfalls and kickouts there were thumbtacks that Britt Baker just if you didn't walk out of this match with the most respect for both of these women i don't know what's wrong with you because what they did to each other in this Perfect blow-off feud type of match Is simply Fantastic And I think And I think there's a credit To who they are Britt Baker is someone that Fans have given a tough time to In the past because her wrestling, her in ring isn't necessarily the best in the world. But what she de- lacks in in ring ability, even though I think she's gotten really good in the past year, she has in the character. She has crafted her character perfectly. And she earned everyone's respect in this match. You know, she was. Her, she had the crimson mask of blood down her face She could barely see out of one of her eyes She took a Thun-Tax power bomb. She battled, she fought Thunder Rosa Thunder Rosa is one of the best This is the best AEW match all year This is the best AEW women's match yet This was the match of the year for AEW so far This was my match of the week 4.25 stars, 4 and a quarter of course. This match really propelled what the women's eliminator tournament began in my opinion. Hikaru Shida was watching the whole time, and while I think Shida would have been nice to have that first main event, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa stepped into that spot. And delivered in every sense of the way. These two have earned. They's, you know, I respect them before, but I respect them even more. They've earned the respect of so many. They had one of the best all out wars in AEW we've seen. And, you know, we this could have been a dynamite match. Uh, not a dynamite, a revolution pay per view match. But I don't think it needed to be that. I think where it was, it felt perfect. These two went to war Britt Baker Thunder Rosa Take a bow What a match What a freaking show What a match It was just so good It was just so good I would I couldn't recommend it to enough people And I don't like the You know people love the death match stuff I'm not a fan of this But this was The culmination of a real feud Where I enjoyed it from the beginning And it ended the right way. Thunder Rosa walked out as the winner, but both of them walked out as real winners. That's that's how I'm taking it away from it. So this was the Wrestling with Edwards podcast. You can follow me at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter. You can check out my articles on the Last Word of Sports uh, slash Pro Wrestling. And yeah, that's it. We have a big week ahead. WrestleMania week is right around the corner. Next week, there's two big Wednesday night shows once again. And we'll definitely review uh, Fastlane next week. So until then, have a good one, guys.